right, well, we'll pick up where we left off here. Oh, remember we were looking at these, uh, oh, say Kings. You may have heard First Kings and Second Kings. Well, there's Chronicles and Second Chronicles. Well, that's got to be historic records. It's got to be about kings. That's right. Your first king would have been Saul. But remember, you back up a minute. Let's go all the way back. Genesis, creation. By the, well, it's all people, people's names. The first person had a name, Adam. Anyway, <clears throat> so anyway, they wind up in Egypt, but it's a great life story all the way through Genesis. Being taken care of, God had already promised a- Abraham in the 12th chapter, I'll bless you. He actually did the same thing to, to Noah, did the same thing to Adam. And his genius, Seth. Seth was the first son after, remember, his, Adam had two sons, uh, uh, Cain and Abel. Cain, oh, in the fourth chapter, just right at, Cain kills Abel. Anyway, at the end of that fourth chapter, Eve had another son named Seth, and it was said in his lifetime they were first called the Lord, they first began to call themselves the Lord's people. So you can see how it goes up and down. Then the whole world's filled with crime, except for Noah, you know, and God saves everybody, you know. Uh, uh, I, I mean, he saved all the animals by pairs and and. God, there's just evidence of that stuff everywhere. I found out yesterday, I knew Saturn's rings were expanding, but guess what else they're doing? You seen Hourglass? Because we've had a spaceship go by there. And I saw this the other day, they were talking about it. Oh, the uh, young earth people. Because we, we get excited over their evidence. They always take their evidence, that the, the evolutionists and stuff, and sometimes the scientists, but they try to go. Isn't it strange? Because they want billions of years. They have to have billions of years to just say time is the Savior. It's just like we have a Messiah, Jesus. He was here with well, their Messiah is time. Given enough time, it's bound to have happened. It didn't happen that way. But anyway, the rings of Saturn, what about them? Well, they're expanding, getting away from the planet. But guess what else they're doing? It's like an hourglass. The sand is coming out. It's raining down those rings by just tons and tons of material uh, onto the planet of uh, Saturn. It can't last forever. And it certainly couldn't be billions of years. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, <clears throat> the genealogy tracks back all the way to this. It's amazing that it uh, definitely... Uh, Holes water. Anyway, what about the dinosaurs? What about the Bible? They're called dragons in the scriptures. They're also called behemoth and leviathan. And in Job, Job 41, or what is it, 40, Job 40, God's talking and says, where were you when I created behemoth? You know, he, he said he's got a tail like a cedar tree. What could that be? It ain't no land-living animal that we know of today. They were roaming around. Anyway, head in the sand. My head was in the sand. I believed all that stuff for a long time until I found out, what's those doggone uh, Inca burial stones? If that's not a triceratops, I don't know what one is. <laughs> and then the, the materials that they buried people with and they had in the, well, it's just, why'd they make a picture of a dinosaur? Man. Utah, they got cliff markings, you know, in the side of that cave. They got a brontosaurus in there. Where'd that come from? Well, somebody came by with a crayon. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. It's etched in there. Anyway, you look up young earth, it'll excite you. It really was like, oh my gosh. I, uh, oh, wow. Anyway, so the whole, co- whole earth is covered with flood. This stuff, the fossils were created by a disaster. Anyway, so anyway, so anyway, after that flood, all that was in Genesis. Then by the time Abraham's kids, God, t- God told Moses this, I mean, Abraham this, your kids are going to be enslaved in a land for 400 and something years, but I'm going to bring them out. Exodus, they came out. Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is just a recap. It's a, it's a speech of what happened here. Joshua, they took over the promised land. Yeah, the walls of, what was it? Uh, Jericho, boom. 
all that stuff. Man, they had a great campaign. Then they lost it all, and the judges took over. Now, right after the judges took over, you're fixing to get into this history right here because this goes quick because it's actually here too. This, first Samuel is the first king, and then it's all David. First and second Samuel is all David. Say, so why do we have so much detail about David? Watch in a minute why we have so much detail about another king. We're going to go through two kings real fast because there's just a wee bit of data because they were evil. So that puts us in these great historic books, First and Second Kings. But we're in First and Second Chronicles, and we're in Second Chronicles. We'll have to look. I think we're in about. Well, we're there. See there? We were just there. We're, we're, we're at twenty-six. So King Uzziah, and he was a good king, great king. Oh, uh, and um, uh, but anyway. So let's see what happens here. So when he died, he was buried in the royal cemetery. This is Second Chronicles twenty-six. And remember, he why did he become a leper? What happened? He went cruising in the Holy of Holies. You can't do that. Only the high priest can go in once a year. Not anymore. Jesus has gone in there for us. And the book of Hebrews describes that you and I are welcome in there now. Okay. In the heavenly one. Okay. Here we go. Jotham. Did we catch that? Let me back up just a second. The very last verse. So Uzziah died. Now Uzziah was a good king. He just got big headed in the end. Let me, let's pick up that little part. Where did he go? Uh... Yeah, look at this. But at this, let's see. The Lord helped him wonderfully until he was very powerful. Now, remember, he had, uh, oh, I mean, he was just, the Lord blessed him with all kind of money and everything else. It was great. Anyway, but then at that point, he got proud. He got corrupt. Gee, he sinned against the Lord. By there's He goes in the temple. Okay, so here we go. Down at the end. Uh, let's see. So the other details, they're in the book of the prophet Isaiah. Yeah, the stories are in there. Okay. When Uzziah died, he was buried, and then his son Jotham. Okay, Jotham. I like to say Gotham when I'm trying to memorize the list. Uh, you say, why do you do that? Well, I just like to, I'm not going out of my way. I, I, I keep reading these stories because they're, they're wonderful. And it's also, uh, you know, it's interesting to know that uh, these guys existed. Look at the details. I mean, I, would have, I couldn't have done this. If Dustin and I had made up the Bible, we're going to have some errors somewhere because we can't keep it straight. 25 years old. Don't say that. Just say, ah, he had a son named Jotham. No, we got the details. At the time he became king and he reigned 16 years. Well, he only made it 16 years. His mother was Jerusha, daughter of Zadok. He followed the good example of his father Uzziah, who had, however, sinned by, there it is, invading the temple. Even so, his people became very corrupt. Wow. So the people were losing it. Now, why were they losing it? Just worshiping idols. You know, I want a lucky rabbit's foot. I want to worship the sun. Leave me alone. Who says you're God's God? Well, God did say he was God when he brought him out of Egypt. You couldn't miss that. Still, people can be rebellious. Well, he built the upper gate of the temple and also did extensive rebuilding of the walls of the hill where the temple was situated. So he kind of rebuilt it a little bit. He built the cities of the hill country of Judah, erected fortresses and towers on the wooded hills. Does this not sound like a historian? Yeah. Yeah. His war with the Ammonites was very successful, and for the next years he received from them 200,000 in silver, 10,000 sacks of wheat, you know, and you, know, you could flip this to the King James, and it would tell you the same thing. It's just going to be in 1500, uh, in other words, 1512 language or whatever. You'd see that. King Jotham became very, look at this, King Jotham became very powerful. Why? What does this only trust him? What does it say? Because he was careful to follow the path of the Lord his God. Wow, good deal. The remainder of his history, including his wars and other activities, is written in the annals of the kings of Israel and Judah. Probably First and Second Kings. Could have been another book. Anyway, 
In summary, then he was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years. Boy, they really dug a hole there because they said that twice, didn't they? When he died, he was buried in, the, in Jerusalem, and his son Ahaz became the new king. What happened to this guy? Up and down, up and down, up and down. Look at this. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king. Remember, his dad was the previous guy. He reigned 16 years, but he was an evil king. Well, what did he do? Unlike his ancestor, King David. Notice these are genealogical. This was about 15 granddads away from David. He followed the examples of the kings. Now, do you know what this means? Over in Israel, remember the SEC split up. Only two tribes are in Jerusalem, Benjamin and Judah. The rest of the 10 children of Israel, Abraham's descendants, you know, uh, oh, they're worshiping a cow over there. Watch what happens. Oh, he followed the example of the kings over there and worshiped the idols of Baal. Now, who was Baal? It was a pretty good little Canaanite god. You took your kids, if you had any, you threw them to the fire. Oh, well, here it goes. He even went out into the valley of Hinnom, and it was not just to burn incense. Look at this. For he even sacrificed his own children in the fire. Now, when you watch Temple of Doom and all that stuff and all these things and the, and the headhunters and all the stuff we grew up with watching cowboys and Indians, we heard about this stuff. And it was like, oh, God, it was hideous. Oh, hello. Look at that. Anyway, just like the heathen nations, look at that, that were thrown out of the land by the Lord to make room for Israel. Man, you don't think the Lord's eyes on that stuff around the world? Hell, oh, he is. He's, he even, look at this, he even sacrificed and burned incense at the idol shrines on the hills and under every green tree. Wow, look at that. That's why the Lord allowed the king of Syria to defeat him. Now, remember, Moses said that he was going to do that. Boy, if, you, if you'll serve me, you're blessed in the city, blessed in the field. But if you go after other gods, you're going down. All right, so the armies of Israel were slaughtered in great numbers of his troops. On a single day, Pekah, the son of Ramalia, killed 120,000 of his bravest soldiers because they, look at it, turned away. Turned away. No, they sassed their mama. They did something. They spat on the ground. No. Uh-uh. We're all going to make mistakes. This was a horrible one. I'm going to worship this idol over here. I don't want Jesus anymore. Anyway, then Zikri, a great warrior of Ephraim, killed the king's son, Mesa, the king's administrator, Azakam, and the king's second in command. Boy, this guy was taking some guys' numbers, wasn't he? Yeah. The armies of Israel. Now, remember, that's the other group. They captured 200. Now, watch this. They captured 200 Judean women and children and tremendous about a booty, which they took to Samaria. Now, remember, it's like the Civil War. These were Abraham kids, and now they're attacking this guy. But watch what happened. Oded the prophet. This is a magical story. None of this happened. They're just in No, this happened. Oded the prophet showed up. He was there in Samaria and he went out to meet the returning army. Now, this is not Jerusalem, Judea, and King Ahaz. He already got the tar beat out of him. But now we got Israelites that took women and children and they're going to make their own Israelite brothers and sisters their slaves. Look what they said. Look, the Lord God of your fathers was angry with Judah and let you capture them. But you have butchered them. Look at this. Without mercy. Look at that phrase. All heaven is disturbed. He didn't say, well, the nation. No. Heaven's watching. Man, we got great grandstands, the book of Hebrews says. Amen. Wow. Look what he says. And now you're going to make slaves of the people of Judah and Jerusalem? <laughs> Look what he says. What about your own sins? But now, now you've got to give Israel, that other bunch, some credit 
They knew they were not living for the Lord. What about your own sins against the Lord your God? Listen to me. Return these relatives of yours to their homes. For now the fierce anger of the Lord is upon you. Some of the top leaders of Ephraim. He was Jacob's second or third son. Could have been fifth or sixth, whatever. But it's a tribe. Okay? These are Israelites. Abraham's kids. They also added to their opposition. They said, yeah, you're right. These men were, look at the names, Azariah, son of Jonan, Bechariah, the son of Melishaboth, Jeshekiah, the son of Shalom, and Amasa. So how can you say those words? I'm basically making them up. I don't know what it sounds like. The son of Hadeah, you must not look at this. You Don't bring these captives here. If you do, the Lord will be angry. Look at this. And this sin will be added to our many others. They knew they were worshiping a stupid cow. And they thought, yeah, you're right. We better back off of this. Look at look what else they said. Isn't that cute? We're in enough trouble with God as it is. <laughs> yeah. That's like the North versus the South in America. We're just going to make slaves, everybody in Atlanta. Oh, really? That's going to really make your nation really great. You better start working something out. You won the war, but you better, you better start getting a little peace here. All right. So the army officers took over the captives and the booty to the political leaders to decide what to do. Then the four men already mentioned distributed captured stores of clothing to the women and children who needed it and gave them shoes and wine and food and, and put those who were sick on old donkeys and took them back to their families in Jericho. Now, you've got to understand, I'm sure these girls and whatever and stuff, they were probably like, Lord, we need mercy. Look at that. Look at that mercy. They thought they were going to be slaves and all of a sudden, you're sending us back home? Yeah, and here we're going to give you some money. And they're going, man, I'm going to serve Jesus when I get back. Yeah. Anyway. So they brought them back to Jericho, the city of the palm trees, and then their escorts returned to Samaria. So anyway, about that time, King Ahaz of Judah asked the king of Syria to be his ally against the armies of Edom. Now that wasn't, that's just, you know, another bunch of Canaanites out there. Remember the Edomites, the story behind them, they came from Lot, Abraham's nephew Lot. Edom was invading Judah and captured many people as slaves. Wow. Uh, that's what you get for worshiping idols. Mm. Meanwhile, the Philistines had invaded the lowlands, cities of Najeb, and had already captured Bethshemoth, Aegean, anyway, these cities. And the, they were living there. For the Lord brought Judah very low, look at that, on the account of his evil deeds of King Ahaz of Israel. For he had destroyed the spiritual fiber. It's got nothing to do with it. You can jolly well live however you want. Let's just skip Christmas. Let's just skip Thanksgiving. Let's just don't even acknowledge Jesus. Oh, God, Would that, wouldn't that wreck your life? It's like Phil telling that story to those people he had captive audience. He said, what's going on here? Won't you just trust the Lord? Things will turn around. Yeah. They had been faithless to the Lord. But when, well, we've never heard that guy. I did. College. History class. Tilgath Pelneser, king of Assyria, arrived. He caused trouble for King Ahaz instead of helping him. See, Ahaz was saying, hey, would you help me out? And then that guy turned on him. Anyway, even so, Ahaz gave him the, the temple gold and the palace treasures. It did no good. In this Now watch this. In this time of deep trial, King Ahaz collapsed spiritually. Now where are they going with this? Watch. He sacrificed to the gods of the people of Damascus who had defeated him. How stupid. For he felt that since these gods helped the kings of Syria, they would help him too if he sacrificed to them. But instead they were his ruin and that of all his people. The king took the bowls of the temple. Look, I saw... 
Y'all remember Bill Alcorn? Okay, Bill Alcorn, you know Bill. And his daughter, she's out there, works where I am. Oh, I don't bother me if Kara said, because Kara told me this to my face. She, was talk, she, she knew I was in the building, so I was talking to her. You know, I said, hey, good to see you, good to see you. And then I mentioned something that about um, whatever, because and and she was having some trouble about something. I said, hey, will the Lord help you? And you know what she said? She says, I'm done with that. I'm not doing that anymore. I thought, and look at you today. Look at you today. I mean, you can put it, you can, look, wait, watch this. Then the king took the king bowls of the temple, slashed them into pieces. Whoa! Nailed the door of the temple shut so nobody could worship. Made the altars of heathen gods in every corner of Jerusalem. And did the same in every city of Judah, thus angering the Lord. Well, I guess so. Ain't nobody going to church anymore. We're going to worship. We're, oh, yeah, right. The other details of his life activities were recorded in the annals of the kings of Judah and Israel. When King Ahaz died, he was buried in Jerusalem, but not in the royal tombs. <laughs> Somebody said, hey, uh-uh, I've had enough. And his son, oh, Hezekiah. Now, there's no way we're going to get through Hezekiah, but watch what a difference this guy was. He was 25, chapter 29, when he became king. Now, let's just see. If you, if you live for the Lord, how's your blessings? If you don't live for the Lord, how are your blessings? It's black and white. He reigned 29 years. Boy, that beat 16, didn't he? Man. His mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. And I think her daddy was a priest. So what did she grow up knowing? He reigned, his reign was generally good in the Lord's sight, as was his ancestor. Boy, what a compliment. Like your great, 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 great granddaddy. Look at that. In the ver- look, this is so cool, and don't miss this. Let's get the time frame. In the first month, okay, he's just now what, 26? First month, he reopened the temple, repaired it, summoned the priest and the Levites to meet him at the space east of the temple. Now, how did he know this? It's so simple. There's so many copies of the Bible. This was not hard. He knew where the Bible was, and he'd been reading it. Listen to me, you Levites. Sanctify yourselves. Now, what does that mean? Remember, in the book of Leviticus, Moses said, Levites, you got to wash up. You got to do this. Sometimes you had to cut every hair on your body or whatever. You just, you were, you were sanctified. Remember, you weren't sanctified till the next day if you touched a dead body or something or other kind of things could happen. So he said, sanctify yourselves and sanctify the temple. The Lord God of your ancestors, clean up all the debris from this holy place. For our fathers have committed a deep sin before the Lord our God. They abandoned the Lord in his temple and they turned their backs on it. Well, watch what Hezekiah does. Remember, what's the time frame? This is day one. The doors have been shut tight. The perpetual flame has been put out. And the incense and burnt offerings have not been offered. Therefore, look at the wrath of the Lord has been upon Judah and Jerusalem. Yeah. He's caused us to be objects of horror, amazement, contempt as you see today. Now, hold on a second. What about us? We're not this way. Thank God. Jesus. So we're not ever going to. Don't ever plan on yourself being in this condition. Our fathers have been killed in war. Our sons and daughters or wives are in captivity because of this. It's not, well, it was the Lord's will. You just never know. But I want to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel so that this fierce anger uh, will turn away from us. Now, how did he know that? David's son Solomon said, if... Your people, called by your name. Well, what? Humble yourselves and pray. You know, that's okay, yeah. My children, don't neglect your duties any longer. The Lord has chosen you to minister to him and burn incense. He's talking to the Levites. Boy, the Levites, boom, they went into action. 
Man, they got busy. Look what happened. Here's the details. Watch the time frame. Uh, Conan, this guy, Clan, Matha, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Look at the list of them. Must have happened. Now look at this. They in turn, they, they summoned, verse 15, their fellow Levites and sanctified themselves. You know, they said, okay, I'm going to do the special work of the Lord. Uh, as the king who was speaking for the Lord had commanded them, the priest cleaned up the inner room of the temple and brought, brought it all out into the court. All the filth and decay they found there. They found all kind of terrible things in there. The Levites carted it out to the brook Kidron. This all began on the first day of April. There you go, boy, we got a time. By the eighth day, so one week and a day, they reached the outer court. It took eight days to clean it up. The entire job was completed in just 16 days. So now we got a half a month already. The temple has been cleaned up. Then they went back to the palace and they told good old King Hezekiah, we've completed the cleansing of the temple and the altar of burnt offerings and its accessories. Also the table of the bread of the presence and its equipment. What's more, we've recovered and sanctified all the utensils thrown away by your daddy, you know, when he closed up the temple. They are beside the altar of the Lord. Early the next morning, what happened? King Hezekiah went to the temple. Inspection, buddy. What did he do? With the city officials, and he took seven young bulls, seven rams, seven lambs, seven male goats. Look at that. For a sin offering for the nation and for the temple. You don't really think it's going to do any good. Yeah, the whole place is just going to go up in blessing. Only trust him. Remember that? And you will surely be blessed. That verse. Anyway. Well, they killed the young bulls. The priest took the blood, sprinkled it on the altar, and they killed the rams and sprinkled the blood upon the altar. They did the same with the lambs. The male goats for the sin offering were brought before the king and his officials who did what? Laid their hands on it. The symbolism of that was what? Moses said, do this. You're transferring terrible us over to this. God didn't want you to die. Somebody else is going to die in your place. He just wants you to recognize we blew it. The priests killed the animals and made a sin offering with their blood upon the altar to make atonement for, look at that, all Israel. As the king commanded, for the king and, who's there? I'm too busy. The king hasn't got time for this Jesus stuff. Oh, really? For the king and, uh, had special burnt offerings and a sin offering. They must be sacrificed, look at that, for the entire nation. You think Jesus died for all your sins? Yeah. Look what else he did. Remember, this is on the 15th day. He organized the Levites at the temple to, uh, into an orchestral group using cymbals, psalteries, harps. This was in accordance with the directions of his great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-granddad, David, and the prophets of Gad and Nathan who had received their instructions from the Lord. The priests formed a trumpet corps. Then Hezekiah ordered burnt offerings to be placed on the altar. And as the sacrifice began, the instruments of music began to play. So now this is, this is that one day. They already, well, they already had 7,000. Uh, they had so many sacrifices that day. Throughout the entire ceremony, everyone worshipped the Lord as the singer sang and the trumpets blew. Afterward, the king and his aides bowed low to the Lord in worship. The king Hezekiah ordered the Levites to sing before the Lord some of the Psalms of David, which you have a copy of, praise the Lord, and of the prophet Asaph, that's the other ones, which they gladly did, and they bowed their heads in worship. The consecration ceremony is now ended. Hezekiah said, remember now what happened? Recap. Oh yeah, it was a total wreck. My daddy had made up. He just tore this place up, boarded it up. They, they opened it up. They cleaned all the garbage out. Took them half a month. He said, now, he told this, this is to everybody. He said, now, everybody, bring your sacrifices and thank offerings. So you see how quick it can fall apart. See, the Bible tells us in the New Testament, bring the, we bring the sacrifice of praise, you know. Anyway. 
So anyway, uh, so the people from every part of the nation brought their sacrifices and thank offerings. Those who wished to brought, what did they bring, you know? They brought offerings too. In all, there were 70 young bulls. For this is that day. Burnt offerings, 100 rams, 200 lambs. In addition, 600, uh, what happened there? 603,000 sheep brought as holy gifts. Look at this, but there were too few priests to prepare the burnt offerings. So their brother Levites helped them out until the work was finished, until more priests had reported for work. For the Levites were much more ready to sanctify themselves than the priests were. And that's because the priests got corrupted. They were too busy. Hey, I like the sun god. I quit doing the Jesus thing. I want to be like that other nation. They finally straightened their act up. There was an abundance of burnt offering and the usual drink offering with each and many peace offerings. So it was that the temple was restored to service and the sacrifices offered. And Hezekiah, what is this? What happened here? And Hezekiah and all the people, what happened? Very happy because God, what, what God had accomplished in just, it couldn't be 30 days. Couldn't be 30 days. Give me a second here. Man, stop. Ah, I, got, I got a little bit of time. Watch this. King Hezekiah now sent letters throughout all Israel. Now, when, it's a time frame. It ain't been but a month. Now, he sent out an email to everybody. This is all of Israel. Everybody. Inviting everyone to come to Jerusalem for what? For what? Well, you don't believe in that Passover stuff. Yeah, it happened. The king and his aides and all the assembly of Jerusalem had voted to celebrate Passover in May. Now, why did they do that? Because the Lord said do it in April. Why? Well, because great-granddaddy, whoever, boarded up the temple. It took us a while to get it. Rather than the normal time in April because there was not enough priests sanctified at the earlier date and there wasn't enough time to get notices out. The king and his advisors were in complete... Remember, watch what happens. Hey, where's all the wars at? How come they're not being attacked? How come, you know... Well, we know why. So they sent a Passover proclamation throughout Israel from Dan Beersheba inviting everyone. They had not kept... It in great numbers as prescribed. Hello, disaster. Come back to the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, the king's letter said, so that he will return to us. Wait a minute. Hold on. He will return to us who have escaped from the power of the kings of Syria. In other words, all your relatives that got hijacked and became captives. Don't be like your fathers and brothers who sinned against the Lord God of your fathers and were destroyed. Do not be, uh, what do you say? Do not be stubborn as they were, but yield yourselves to the Lord. Come to his temple, which is sanctified forever. Worship the Lord your God. Look at this. So his fierce anger will turn away from you. For Look at this. This is so amazing. Remember, their kids just got, I mean, you just had a beautiful family, and all of a sudden, they're hauled off. Talk about heartbroken. We as Americans get heartbroken if we lose a puppy. What would you lose a kid for? And you know he's taken over by the Russians or whatever. <gasps> For if you turn to the Lord again, your brothers and your children, look at this, will be treated mercifully by their captors. And they will be able to return to this land. Where'd they get that from? Go read the book. Read the history. What God said, that would happen. See, they're trusting the Lord. For the Lord your God is full of kindness and mercy and will not continue to turn away his face from you from you if you returned him. So the messengers took out. Now watch what happens here. Some of these guys, they just like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. So they went from city to city throughout Ephraim, Manasseh, Zebulun. For the most part, they were received, look at that, with laughter and scorn. Well, okay, you ain't going to get your kids back then. However, some of the tribes of Asher, Manasseh, Zebulun, they turned to God and came to Jerusalem. 
Uh, but in, the, in Judah, the entire nation felt strong. God had given a desire to obey the Lord's direction as commanded in the king's affairs. Uh, so it was a very large crowd assembled at Jerusalem in the month of May. Passover, notice this. Horribation? No, it's a celebration. It's great. They set to work. Look at that. Man, they destroyed the heathen altars in Jerusalem. They knocked down the incense altars and threw them into the Kidron book. On the first day of May... Now, wait a minute. I'm scratching my head. How far have we been so far? We ain't been but one month. It's only been one month. They killed the Passover lambs. Then the priests and the Levites became ashamed of themselves for not taking a more active part. They're going, you know what? I gave up on this devil worship. I'm going back to Jesus. They did. Boy, they sanctified themselves and they brought the burnt offerings into the temple. They stood at their post instructed by, where'd that come from? The law of Moses, the man of God. The priest sprinkled the blood receipt. Boy, they had all the details. They knew what to do. All right, since many of the people arriving from Ephraim, they were all out of towners. They were, look at this, they were ceremonially impure because they had not undergone the purification rites. The Levites killed their Passover lambs for them. Well, that was nice. And look at this, King Hezekiah, see, he knew you can't do that. He prayed for them, and they were permitted to eat the Passover anyway, even though it was contrary to God's rules. But Hezekiah said, I love this phrase, may the good Lord pardon everyone. Thank God, hallelujah. Whoever determines to follow the Lord, God of his fathers, even though he's not properly sanctified for the ceremony. And the Lord listened to Hezekiah's prayer and did not destroy them. Wow, here we go, about done with this, 21. So the Lord, those, so the people of Israel, they celebrated the Passover of Jerusalem. Now watch this, for seven days. I've had enough of that preacher. I do not want to go back to church tonight. It's not about that. And it's certainly not about a preacher. Sacrifices were being made all day long. Singing was going on. Everybody was excited about, we've returned to the Lord. Okay, there it is. Music and symbols day after day. Hezekiah spoke very appreciatively to the Levites and their excellent music. Isn't that great? That's kind of, you know, I mean, I, mean, I love President Trump. But President Trump, he'll take time to thank people. It makes me think, I got to thank people around me too. We need to remind us, of, we, we need to thank those around you. You, you. You're a good car driver. I appreciate you driving that car. You're a good friend. Well, anyway, so for seven days, the observance continued. Huh? Peace offerings were sacrificed. The people confessed their sins to the Lord God with enthusiasm and So it was unanimous. What was unanimous? I have to go eat. I want to beat the Baptist at the restaurant. Please. No, it was different than that. Look at this. So it was unanimously decided to go seven more days. What a waste of time. No, it's not. Hezekiah gave the people a thousand young bulls for offerings and 7,000 sheep. Princes donated. Remember, now his dad was a jerk. Just a month ago. Anyway, and at this time, another large group of boy, another group of priests said, hey, I'm here for duty. I'm sanctified. I went through the process. I went out to what? The red heifer out in the distance, out, outside the country. That other, these guys were doing it. Anyway, then all the people of Judah together with the priests, the Levites, and the foreign residents, and the visitors, they were, look, where'd that come from? Oh, the joy of the Lord. Yeah. Filled with deep joy. This is the end. We stop right here. For the Jerusalem hadn't seen a celebration like this since when? If you read the book, you'd have known Solomon had a huge one when it was dedicated, the temple. Since King David's son Solomon, then the priest and the Levite stood and blessed the people and the Lord heard his, from his holy temple in heaven. Praise God. 
And we have all the same stuff today because Jesus has entered into the temple for us today and he has blessed us. And we're crazy if we don't pay attention to what he says, you know, and say, I, I got help. Whether it's going up a ladder or you feel sick or maybe you've heard some bad report from a doctor. We served the Lord. Now notice those were sin offerings. He didn't say, oh, you did what? Oh, no, we have only trust him. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We can see from the lives of uh, uh, King Ahaz and King Jotham and all that. Well, especially Ahaz, what he did and the horrible things and turning away from you. And Lord, we're not turning from you. We love you. So we can see what happens here. Praise the Lord. It's abundant life. You know, the thief comes not but to kill, steal, and destroy. But you've come that we might have life. And so, Lord, if we're hurting our bodies today, we know you'll fix that. And thank you for it. Hurting financially, you'll fix that. And if it's some other problem, great or small, hey, you'll fix that. Because you're our God and we love you. So we're going to keep records and details of all the stuff you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, there's still one more chapter of Hezekiah.